Hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know, I see. I keep saying content and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they wanna create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, Mina here. Today's a really special episode with one of our masterminders, Aaron Port of Simple Purposeful Living. I wanted to pop in here and encourage you all to listen really closely to today's episode. It's a really special one, um, even though we did have some audio difficulties, which as a podcaster, I think you all know this drives me a bit bonkers. Aaron's story is truly incredible. In the front part of the episode, we have Erin give an update so you can hear where she started and where she is now. It's kind of a little nutshell of her story. And I think that what makes it truly special is that you can hear how she took the steps that were right for her. So we often think that there are people that are overnight successes, but it's simply not true. Before Erin was one of our masterminders, she was a multi-stream machine student. Before she was a multi-stream machine student, she took part in our free bestseller secrets challenge. And then before that, she was a blogger. She was a teacher. So many steps and things that she did in her path. And so her journey seems very fast as she's telling her story, but she took the steps to get there. So listen for that today, okay? And as you're listening to that, this is perfect timing because coming up in the next few weeks, we have our free workshops for best year yet that goes into our free bestseller secrets challenge, the same one that Erin took part in and still takes over and over along with our other students and our other masterminders. So friends, I wanted to remind you, you are exactly where you need to be. We all start somewhere. And we all need to continue to take the steps forward to grow our businesses. Okay. So first let's jump in to Aaron's update. 
So I am a kind of a, an odd duck in the fact that I was a blogger first. I started blogging in 2009 and started that trend. But what I saw was that my community needed some products. So I developed a line of products, but I had no background in product development, manufacturing, uh, how to, to lead a product business. And so I started with the product bus, really with their best seller secret challenge. That's where I started. Uh, and what I really found beneficial in that, and almost I took a deep breath, was that they said I could lean into my bestseller. Because prior to that, I thought I had to have this full line of products and I would only be successful if I had 20 SKUs. And what I found there was a relief that I could make bundles, that I could really lean into my bestseller. And that the best path forward for me was to diversify my revenue streams. So I decided to join multi-stream machines so that I could diversify my, my revenue streams. And so module four, Amazon, was kind of the path that I decided to take. And it was so profitable for me. I mean, I saw 50% growth just by adding that revenue stream back in uh, the in back when I started. And then also as a part of that, I know, knew I needed to up my photography game because I was taking everything myself. Uh, but Amazon requires very specific photography. So I did module one and I got some professional photography taken, some, some headshots, all of those sorts of things to really amp up my presence forward facing, if you will. And I also refined how I showed up online, how I communicated about my product, got way more intentional about sharing my product, either with lives, stories, on Instagram, my email. And so I was able to, after implementing 7X the month I implemented uh, multi-screen machine, and then the next month, 5X over the previous year's month. Wow. Isn't Erin incredible? My favorite part is that you can tell her transition to thinking of her business more like a business and herself more like the boss. And I love that. I love how she's taking action, really taking accountability, moving her business forward and really understanding her numbers, keeping track of it, doing the things that she needs to do. So that was pretty incredible. And it was only a nutshell of her story, her entire story. So let's jump right in to her entire episode. Hey everybody, Jacqueline and Mina here, your co-hosts of the Product Boss Podcast. Today, we will be sharing a conversation we had with a fellow female founder. You see, we believe women helping women is what the world needs more of. Introducing our female founder episode, where we interview fellow female entrepreneurs and highlight their small business. Our goal is to shine a spotlight on product businesses to encourage our community to support each other, learn from each other, buy from each other, and lift each other up. So let's jump in. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you sell, and then kind of start in your journey of like where you began. Sure. So I, like many people, started blogging purely as a family journal back in 2009 uh, when, my, when I was pregnant with my son as a way to connect with my family that lived far away. We lived in Iowa, but most of my family lives all over the country. Uh, and so I did that for many years, like many bloggers, just sharing a lot about lifestyle. But as blogging shifted uh, back in 2017, I told my husband, I was like, I feel like I want to make this not just a hobby, but a business uh, and take my blogging to the next level. And um, it was right before he went to bed and he rolled over and he was like, well, I think you should do it. Bet on yourself. I believe in you. You should believe in yourself. 
And so then he rolled over to sleep and I couldn't stay. I couldn't fall asleep. I just had so many ideas rolling around in my mind. Um, but another coach that I had at that time for blogging had said, you really need to niche down and find your area of expertise. And I'm a former teacher, got my administrative degree, thought I was going to be an elementary principal and just really wasn't conducive to our family life at that time. And I was like, I don't know what my niche is other than I love everything to be very simple on purpose. At that time, we had three kids and I just needed everything to be simple because life can be so overwhelming. And so that's where Simple Purposeful Living was born. And I blogged a lot about meal planning and helping families to simplify their lives on purpose. And so then in 2018, we decided to adopt uh, our son from China and, and pursue international adoption. And I was looking for a way to make some more income because adoption is really expensive. Yeah. On it. It's about $40,000. And uh, we were on one income at that time with just a small blogging income uh, for me. And so I decided to create uh, the Simple Purposeful Living 52-Week Meal Planner. And it's a meal planning journal that uh, has a rip-out grocery list. Uh, you can keep all your meal plans inside because who wants to do all that work and then just throw your meal plan away at the end of the week? And so I knew nothing about design. I knew nothing about manufacturing a product. I just had this idea and this desire to make a little extra income to bring our son home. And so as luck would have it, I met uh, a, a gal uh, who was a design major at the University of Iowa and had Adobe Photoshop. And she was willing to come and um, design the product for me. I had just paper and pencil prototype. And she designed it for me. And then I went about calling a bunch of local printers and they all either never called me back. They basically hung up on me or said no, because, because we were adopting, I couldn't take out a loan. I didn't want to, you know, lose any money in the process. And so I was going to do all pre-sale on demand printing. And most everybody said no, except I found one person who said, yeah, I'll do that for you. And so we started um, a pre-sale in uh, November of 2018. And we just sold pre-sale uh, that year. And we grew really slowly uh, as a result of just bootstrapping it for ourselves. And from there, and we just sold on demand. My son came home from China in 2019. So the, the business kind of took a back burner as we welcomed him home. Uh, and then 2020, uh, life got crazy and a lot of people came home. And so meal planning became really important to people because our lifestyle shifted based on what the, was going on in the world. And so our business grew. Uh, and then I joined the mastermind in April of this year and um, added, well, let me back up. In January, I did the bestseller secrets challenge and uh -huh. learned that I needed to diversify my income stream. And so I decided that I should go on to Amazon. And so I bought multi-stream machine, added on Amazon. And then from there, our business just catapulted. We've been um, anywhere between four and 10 X this year, uh, just by adding in some wholesale Amazon and then direct to consumer along with, uh, um, my loyal community on Instagram. So it's been a really fun ride, um, kind of to see our family grow and with the adoption and also see that business grow. And I love being a small business owner because now that our son is home, I spend a lot of my days going to doctor's appointments and therapy sessions with him. Um, and owning my own business gives me that flexibility to do what I need to do for my family, but also have um, this impact on the world. So it's been really fun. Yeah, I love that so much. So every we always say that, you know, everybody has their main faucet. And I think for you, it definitely was um Instagram. Yes. You know, so that was primarily where you could you could have just stayed on there too. But 
I love that you took it a step further, bought multi-stream machine and got onto Amazon because you're a, you know, you're, you have a adopted son and you're at home with him primarily. He, didn't he just start like some form of school though too? Yep. So he's uh, in school uh, this uh, year. Yep. Yeah. So you're able to kind of, you know, Amazon's not for everybody, but it does. It's a definitely a platform that is helpful for people who want to add on an arm, but don't want to do the fulfilling themselves. Obviously there's a lot of work to it, <laughs> but um, it's helpful when you're, you know, allowing yourself to, some time to get accustomed to the Amazon world too. Yes. And I love the fact that, so I fulfill, obviously I'm a solopreneur at this point. It's just me, but adding on Amazon has given me a little bit of time to add to my team because they fulfill. Uh, so when life gets busy here, I can push the traffic to Amazon and they can fulfill for me, which is really helpful. Uh huh. And then would you, I mean, I feel like the reason why I'm on, on, I'm on Amazon is my customer really loves the convenience. You know, I mean, who doesn't love convenience, but there's people that are willing to pay more for convenience. And I think it's similar with your customer. They're looking for convenience, trying to figure out, you know, meal planning for one, which is no easy task. But then do you find that it's your customer is there? Like, how has it been going? Yeah. So I was just looking and I would say, um, some months it's, um, in August, it was 80% Amazon, 20%. Now this month, uh, since launching our e-cookbook, we have more sales coming back uh-huh. from our website because you can only get that on our website. But it has been a huge blessing to our business to be on Amazon. And I think we open ourselves up to other uh, customers that might not have found us direct to consumer on our website uh, through ads and just the reviews and all of those sort of thing on Amazon. You said you were a teacher and you have your administrative degree. Like, did you think that you were going to be an entrepreneur? No, I never. <laughs> nope. I, uh, you know, I actually started a bow business because my sister-in-law had a bow business and I had a daughter and I thought, I'm going to make these bows. And I realized really quickly that was not my thing. And that business folded before it even made a dollar. <laughs> it was basically a glorified hobby. But being at home, uh, I liked the flexibility and my husband's job takes him away a lot. And so it just, we tried the two working parent thing where we were both leaving home and I just, it just didn't work. We had the constant, well, who's going to take him to school and who's going to pick him up from preschool. And uh, I just, I love the availability, but yes, I, entrepreneurial endeavors was never my my thing. And I think for a long time I had imposter syndrome because I don't have a business degree. And I felt very much like I was behind the eight ball and I just didn't know anything. And who am I to start a business with no business background? Um, but I have learned so much on the fly and um, from fellow entrepreneurs who have given me so much in sharing their expertise. So is that why you joined? Why did you join the mastermind? Yeah. So I saw so much success for multi-stream machine. And one of the things that I missed from working in a, a more traditional business environment was knocking around ideas with other people and being able to say, Hey, this is an idea. What do you think? Can you pick some, can you pick it apart? Can you put some holes in it? Can you tell me? I just felt like I didn't have a good direction and being that I love everything to be simple and purposeful. I hate throwing spaghetti at the wall. I hate just like throwing things out there and hoping that they work. I want it to make I want to make sure that every minute that I spend is purposeful. And so the mastermind really helps me to say, like just this week, I was throwing around a new idea and and, uh, I got some really good feedback. Like, hey, I wouldn't do that or I would do it this way. 
Um, and I feel like I'm making better, more strategic decisions uh-huh. for my business going forward. So the mastermind since starting it actually hasn't been that long. April, May, June, July, August, four months, five mm-hmm. months. So five months. Okay. Do you feel more confident than you were, you know, for the business making those decisions? I know you have the the other people, like you said, what is it that you feel like has really been the thing that you've gotten from there? Because your growth has been just amazing too. Yeah. I think the confidence of calling myself a business owner and coming really a mindset shift for me to say, I am a business owner. I am successful. I do run this small business. It is legit. I think a lot of times as women, we're like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, somebody will say to me like just the other day, oh, that little thing you're doing. I'm like, actually it's a business and I own it. And we're on track to make six figures this year. And that's super exciting. I've gotten a lot more comfortable with owning my numbers. I was just having a conversation with my tax accountant. And she said the other day, I was she said, you have exploded this year. And that just, it validated all that hard work and effort that I have put forth. And um, just being with like-minded individuals that build you up really helps because, you know, those in my everyday peripheral aren't entrepreneurs. So it's just a different, a different vibe that I get. Yeah. I also love that. I saw your reel last night, the one where you were dancing with your husband oh. and your kids. It literally made me cry. I thought it was so cute and so beautiful. And I didn't expect, I hadn't seen that type of reel before. So I didn't expect them to pop in at the end. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like amazing. You know? So I thought it was such like a great tribute to like your goals and you know, what you're trying to do. So I applaud you on that. Like, what are some other things on that you're trying? Because I know that that was one of the things was reels, right? Or. Yeah. I think, Mm -hmm. uh, I think what I've learned is consistency over everything. And uh, this year on Instagram, the vanity metrics, right, of the follower count, but really remembering that every person uh, that shows up on my Instagram and just nurturing them really well. I have a really loyal and thriving community and uh, just making sure that I message them back and comment and provide them with a variety of content that they love, including the dancing. I have always been a dancer, not a good dancer. Nobody's going to be calling dancing with the stars anytime soon. Uh, but that's who I am. And uh, my family is basically my personal why. I mean, I started this business to be there for them and, and have that flexibility to be there for them. And so being able to let them be a part of it is really fun. Uh, but I would say trying just being okay with trying new things and it not being perfect. I am a, I'm, I would say I'm a recovering perfectionist. I like everything to be perfect, but what I've learned in small business is done is better than none. Yesterday, I learned how to make a video for Amazon, right? I didn't know how to do that before. And I tell people all the time, you just, you learn and that, and you get better at it. And every time it gets a little easier, it gets a little better. Yeah. I love that. You're going to have to teach that to the masterminders. (laughs) (laughs) The Amazon video. I blocked it it out. No. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I say every time. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's, I think saying done is better than none is just so, so important for people to think about because we always say done is better than perfect, but, and because there's this perfectionist out there, like you said, you're kind of a recovering perfectionist, but the done is better than none because all we can talk about how we want our businesses to grow. We can talk about all these things we want to happen, but then by not doing it, what, how do you get the results that you want? So I love that you've actually taken a lot of action in your business. You're highly coachable and you're someone who will take action, right? Like you're like, I, I want to try this. You try it and then you discover. Has there been anything that you've done that 
hasn't worked out, like you decided to try it and then you're like, this doesn't work for me and you're, you stopped it. Yeah. So there was a couple of products I had. Actually, I am not, I have more products on my website and best known for my meal planner, but I actually started out with some journals and we just took them off. I thought that that was what my community wanted and that's not what they wanted from me. And so I learned it was hard because like you put something out in the world and you think it's going to be great and it's not well received and you're, it's hard not to take that personally, but you guys have really helped me to say like, that's taking too much of my time. It's not having an ROI. It's okay. Take it off the shelf and, you know, take it as a learning moment and move along. Uh, so yes, I definitely feel like I've learned. And I think too, like there's things that I spent a lot of time on that haven't been an ROI and you just say, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore and move along. Question for you, product boss. How much time, effort, and money do you spend promoting your business each year? Do you feel like it's paying off? Are you getting tons of visibility or do you feel like you're struggling to get more eyes on your products? This is exactly why we created the Small Business Shopping Directory. The Small Business Shopping Directory is an all-in-one place for customers to shop, discover, and support small product businesses every day. It's a place for you to be visible to new customers and get discovered. The Small Business Shopping Directory is the number one small product-based business directory that gets your business in front of thousands of customers who want to support and buy from small businesses just like yours. It's a perfect way to get your products in front of eager buyers this season without having to spend thousands on ads. Our goal is to get you more visibility and to get more eyes on your business. And here's the best part. We're doing this together. The directory is a way for small businesses like yours to join forces and create a big impact because customers can finally find you online and offline. They can support you with their purchasing power. It will take all of us to create this movement of supporting small and we can do it together. So are you in? We invite you to join the small business shopping directory. This is your personal invitation to get listed today. You can get up and running in just minutes. So don't wait. You can join now and get your listing by heading to shop one and and click on the link to get listed. What's something that you would tell people that it's okay to let go of? I think, again, I think it's okay to let go of perfection in, in this like idea that it has to be perfect and you have to know all the things before you start. I talk to women all the time. They're like, but I don't know how to meal plan perfectly, or I don't know how to do this perfectly. I'm like, just start. If you never start, then you don't get to learn. And uh, I didn't become a good teacher on day one. I became a better teacher every single day. I didn't become a good businesswoman on day one. I've become a better, more successful business person um, every single day. And so I would just say, let go of that feeling of it has to be perfect or the circumstances have to be just right. I have four kids. One of them has special needs. I'm running here, there, and everywhere and doing my business in the fringe hours of the day. Um, but if it matters to you and you feel passionate passionate about it, just go after it and let go of that feeling that it just has to be just right. Thank you I for love sharing that. that. Another thing too that you did that I didn't realize you did until one of our mastermind calls was you let go of your printer, your existing printer. That's kind of a hard decision for a lot of people. When I say that, it's because she let go of her manufacturer, her main manufacturer, and she found a different one. So a lot of times, not only do we get attached to our products, we get in, attached to the manufacturer 
of our products. Even me, like my, I'm always like, I need this one specific one and they've had like shortages and I'm like, I have to stay with them, you know? So I think that you've really developed your decision-making skills too, that you saw that there could be potential problems and you actually went to a different printer, right? I've done it twice this year. Oh, I've you did? Oh, wow. two printers this year. The first one, they provided subpar product and I had a conversation with them and I just, I, I, I take very, it, I can, you know, I'm a small business. I don't have a lot of options. Like if something goes wrong, it's on me and I could not give my customer a subpar product. And so therefore, if I can't trust you to do that, and again, I'm a bootstrapped all cash business. I don't have any loans. And so everything that I put into the business, that's all I have. Um, and that helps me to be very decisive. Um, I'm a people pleaser by trade, but this, owning my own business has really made me um, stick up for myself and be assertive and say, no, this is, I deserve a good product and I paid you an amount and this is what I expect. And so um, I've had some hard conversations and it's kind of interesting being a woman in business. Most of the people I'm dealing with are men and I think they get me on the phone and they think they can kind of push me over. And I'm like, Hey, no, this is what I expect. And this is what, you know, you did not provide that. You've made your problem, my problem, and it's not my problem. So, uh, and I always do it with a very dignified, you know, try to leave on good terms, you know, but um, I have gone actually back to the original printer that said yes to me, the only person that said yes to me, and she's been able to work uh, it out so that um, I can have a monthly standing amount that I can get, which is really nice as a small business because especially in this day and age. Yeah. And I think from the decision perspective, so do you feel like you're typically decisive or who would you go to before the mastermind, for example, to run business decisions by? And do you feel like you've shifted that into the ma- your fellow masterminders and, and the people in the group? I mean, because that was something that, and Mina and I talk about that a, a lot, is that as business owners, I mean, she had her husband as her business partner, but for example, I ran my business by myself for so long. And so my poor husband had to helped me through a lot of the decisions as a sounding board. And when I finally got into a mastermind, I finally got a coach. I had someone else to run it by. And then I also had Mina who we started flushing things out on a business level and then eventually became partners. So how has that kind of shifted for you or, or were you highly decisive? Did you go to your husband? Did you have a friend that you leaned on and how's it in the mastermind? Yeah. So my husband, uh, actually he was the one that remember he was the one that like rolled over after he said, believe in yourself. I I believe in you. You can do it back in like 2017 when I started simple purpose living. And then right before I joined the mastermind, it was a huge investment for me. I'm like, like a penny pincher. I am very strategic with my money. And so I was nervous. I was like, okay, is this going to be a good ROI? And he said, Aaron, you need to start betting on yourself. I believe in you. You need to bet on yourself. He goes, I hands down believe that you're going to make back that investment in no time at all. And he was right. I did. Um, and so that was really good for me. He kind of pushed me, but yes, it has transitioned because he, he would come home at the end of the day and I'd be like, Hey, what do you think about this? And he was like, I don't know. I'm an engineer. I don't know. (laughs) Whereas now, you know, I can celebrate and he celebrates with me, but I've transitioned to more of asking my cohort and uh, the mastermind, the more strategic questions about owning a small business. And that's been helpful for both my marriage relationship and (laughs) my business relationship. A hundred percent. I'm so glad that you found that. Um, So Laura had asked, do you set aside a certain time every day to dedicate to social media? I do. Yep. And I am very strategic in um, 
I, I think a lot of people think that as a small business owner, I'm on, I don't use Instagram for personal. It's very strategic and business for me. I don't spend a lot of time just perusing for personal uh, interests, so to speak. Uh, I'm on there to answer messages and post. And I post at the same time every day and spend 20 minutes on there to comment back to my community. I want them to know that when I'm on there, they can reach me. And that's, I have a business where I, I see myself as a friend, a trusted friend. That's kind of how I've set it up. Uh, but yes, I do have time every single day and I show up consistently and my community knows that. And I've seen an increase in engagement in my stories, as well as an organic increase in community members joining our community. Uh, so yes, consistency and showing up every single day. Amazing. It probably helped that you were a teacher too. I feel like teachers really are, you know, they. It's my favorite part of teaching, planning, organizing. <laughs> yes. When I was teaching, I was like, what do I do with eight hours? I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Okay. We have another question too from Jamie. She says, as a special needs mom and small business owner, a lot of things happen last minute and in the middle of a project. How do you still find that productivity? My daughter is autistic and I'm struggling with this consistent productivity. It's hard. It is really hard. And I think I have to go back to my why when I have those moments. This month has been definitely unexpected. Uh, we've had some things come up in our family. My son had surgery. And so my productivity has been lower and I can get frustrated uh, really quickly. But then I have to go back to why did I start this? Well, I started Simple Purposeful Living to be flexible for my family. And so when I do that, I might not grow as fast as other businesses, but this is my business and this is why I started. And so just really going back to that, like, hey, I'm not going to be as productive. Um, and then also putting it in your calendar, even 30 minutes a day is, is productivity, right? Like you could say, oh, I only got 30 minutes done. Or you could say, I got 30 minutes in today. It's all about the perspective for me and saying like, I, I got as much as I could done today. I showed up for my family. I showed up for my business. And so it's not necessarily a tactical tip. It's a perspective shift for me. That makes sense. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Erin, for being on. It's we love having you in the mastermind. You're such a positive and productive person, like they, <laughs> like they've been saying. And one day we will meet each other in Iowa in actual real life. So that probably, be probably at the UPS store dropping off our Amazon <laughs> shipments. I said my husband. <laughs> so you might run into him. Who knows? But he's like in and out of there super fast. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've learned so much from both of you. And uh, I can credit a lot of our, my success to all of you and uh, taking your advice. So thanks for pouring into me and uh, taking the time to invest in me. It's really changed the trajectory of my business and my family's life. So have a thanks for yeah. that. Erin, can you share where people can buy from you, support you, and share you? Of course. So you can find me at Simple Purposeful Living on Instagram, Facebook, and simplepurposefulliving.com forward slash shop for our full line of products, as well as you can find our signature 52-week meal planner uh, on Amazon. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. 
And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shop1in5.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com.